My name is Drew Joyner, and you're listening to the Beyond the Garment podcast, a podcast dedicated to enriching the lives of others by talking about sustainability, art, fashion, and culture. We hope you enjoy listening to this episode as much as we enjoy creating it. On this week's episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast, I'm joined by a guest that creates fantastic music. I mean, I think we can all agree that music is an art form in and of itself, but but let me stop talking. Let me introduce you guys to our guest today, Darius Tripp. Darius, how are you doing today, man? Doing fantastic today. Uh, it's actually a, a beautiful day today. That I'm in AZ, but the leaves are finally falling. It's cooling down a little bit. So, uh, how, how, what's the temperature? What, what's the temperature out there right now? It's cold here in Colorado, boy. You know what? It's actually the coldest day of the week today. So I think we only hit like 65, maybe 70. But uh, rest of the week is 80s and up. So. Oh my goodness, boy! It was. <laughs> it was 12 degrees this morning in Colorado. It was cold, cold, cold. But anyways, anyways, Darius, I'm blessed to have you on the podcast, man. Um, I think what you're doing is fantastic. Um, and I, I personally love what you put out recently. I have a favorite song, which we'll talk about a little bit. Um, but um, let's just dive right into the first question, man, which is let the people know who you are. What is your background? Where are you from? And, and how was it like for you growing up as a kid, Darius? Uh, so I go by the name Darius Tripp. My original name is Darius Tucker. I'm a suburban dude, man, from uh, Colorado, Aurora, Colorado. We like to call it ACO around here. Yeah. Um, yeah, I grew up in Colorado my entire life, uh, Southside. Um, I'm playing my roots currently in Phoenix, Arizona, but uh, I definitely call Aurora, Colorado home. And uh, I grew up with two older brothers, one younger sister, two-parent household. Um, definitely came up in a church family. Um, I had a dad, a retired pastor, you know, mom leads Bible studies and all that good stuff. Yep. And uh, I grew up in a home just filled with love, man, like great people around me. I got uh, good cousins and just really good family friends that I've always been surrounded with and uh, stable, stable, stability. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Let's talk about your family a little bit, man. What what stories can you tell us or what insight can you give us into what it was like, you know, being in your household? Like, what did you do, you know, as a family? Did you guys... You know, watch a lot of sports, play games. Were you guys listening to a lot of music when you were growing up? or? You know, it's crazy because uh, both of my brothers are over the age of 30 now. Oh, uh, wow. Me being 21. So we have a, uh, a, a different dynamic where, uh, you know, the age ranges are split. So my oldest brother, 35, uh, and then my other brother just turned 30 not too long ago. Right. And um, they grew up in a different time than me and my sister did. Yeah. So uh, to have that, like, like 10 years split, it was definitely... I'm, I'm looking back at it now as being a uh, an adult at this point. It's like, you know, when my uh, both my brothers were coming up, uh, my mom was still in the military. I mean, she was stationed over in Japan for probably two years. That wow. when my brother, my second brother, was born, and uh, you know, this is before pre cell phones, pre internet age, and everything and stuff like that. So yeah. the parenting was definitely different for me and my younger sister than it was my older brother. But uh, we all get along. Uh, we all do well by each other and stuff like that. Uh, my dad's a big sports dude. Uh, coached all three of uh, my brothers and us, football, basketball, baseball, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um, and Family Joe, family nights, movie nights. He used to love movie nights. Board games. Got to break out the board games. <laughs> what's, a, what's a top one board game for you? <laughs> Man, I think uh, probably Life and Monopoly. Monopoly is serious in my family. Like it's serious. If, uh, you know, if you don't got no hotels, like you broke. Like, you know, get up off the, get up off the bricks. So... <laughs> but uh yeah man uh, definitely board games uh watched a lot of sports and stuff like that but uh yeah, yeah. that's definitely uh kind of the nutshell no definitely definitely and it seems like you know you had a, a 
you know, overall, in general, good upbringing. Um, and I'm, I'm glad to hear that, man. Um, Very blessed. And, and I'm, I'm kind of curious to, to hear about, you know, when you started getting into music. Can you tell us a little bit about, you know, that that progression or, you know, how old were you when you started? Was it something that you did when you were so, pretty uh, young? So my family's too? very musically inclined. Uh, my dad also, I mean, to this day, still sings worship for his church. Yep. Mom is a great singer as well. Um, my oldest brother, he's actually grew up a theater kid. Um, so just very artistically inclined. Um, and then my oldest brother, too, he's also a great singer. Never something that he really pursued. But uh, my sister, too, a great singer even though these aren't things that they necessarily uh, tapped into the extent that I have to this day. Right. Um, everybody in my f- family kind of has music, musically inclined abilities and stuff like that. But I, I grew up off of, mind you, my, my dad is 60 years old. My mom is up there as well. And so it's like, I grew up off the old stuff, man. I'm yeah. talking about the 60s, 70s, 80s, R&B, like Motown stuff and everything. Definitely. And uh, I was influenced very young having older brothers. I think uh, for a lot of people who have older siblings, I think a lot of our music taste comes from being shown by our older siblings, you know, what they're listening to. So my brother being a high, both my brothers being a high schooler back in 04 to 08, it's like, I'm getting the oldest Kanye Little Wayne, Jeezy, like, like, let's really take it back to where we're hip hop, like, really started to become popular music in today's age. Absolutely. Um, I definitely think one of my, you know, biggest influences of what my brother showed me, it's probably Linkin Park, to be totally honest with you. I fell in love with, with heavy metal and Linkin Park very, very early on. Wow. But interesting. I also was gifted by my parents the oldest R&B, Lionel Richie, Prince, Michael Jackson, yeah. Earth, Wind, Fire, all that good stuff. So to have these, uh, you know, different ranges of sound and music brought into my life at a very early age that allowed me to have a very large and, and wide appreciation for the music that I listen to and the music that I make. Definitely. So. Definitely, definitely. And it, it's, uh, it's always really interesting when, when your parents, and, and you have older siblings uh, as well. It's, it's kind of similar to me, but it's interesting to, you know, your parents have, a, have a, artists that they listen to that they love, you know what I'm saying, that they grew up with. And then, obviously, as years go on, generations have different artists that they look up to. So you got your brothers. And, you know, as you grew up and, and your influences, you know, played into the music that that you create, you know, for someone who hasn't heard your music, how would you describe the music that you make? Because I think it's really important as an artist to, you know, kind of talk about, you know, what what do I make? What what music do I put into the world? And, and how do I create what I create, right? It's really I would interesting. say up until middle school, I was definitely... Uh... I think most of the music that I listened to was was given to me by my parents and my siblings, and that was kind of like what my world revolved around. Um, this is, you know, coming up, this is like when Apple Music is starting to come out, Spotify's coming out, SoundCloud's starting to make its round, so yeah. music becomes more accessible to, to our day and age and the, the social media age that we live in. Yeah. And so I would honestly say my, my first, like, Real memory of getting myself into music. I f- absolutely fell in love with Chance the Rapper. Wow. Shout out yeah. to my boy Javon Lanier. He actually put me on in sixth grade. I remember being at the Smoky Hill Library and he showed me acid rap for the first time. And I'm still getting into music, so it didn't really hit at first when I listened to it. Yeah. And then I come back to it as a late seventh grader, early eighth grader. This is the time that I'm starting to listen to uh, Kyle, G Easy, Janae mm-hmm. Aiko, like yeah. Big Sean, and like all these old people. I mean, besides Big Sean and Janae and stuff like this, it's like when Kyle, Chance, they're all coming up off of SoundCloud, uh, Big Mensa, and all these these uh, other artists that are now at that uh, upper echelon yeah. era of music. Mac, Mac Miller was one of those people who really, like, kids, kids dropped by the time I was in middle school and really, like, 
shaped a generation to be totally honest with you and that was yeah. something that really hit but my number one for me was definitely chance the rapper that mm-hmm. is uh he was kind of the blueprint to everything that i am today he was the one that kind of like allowed me to fall in love with music and have the appreciation for music that i had to watch somebody be so invested in the artistry and the canvases that they're painting and to be totally authentic to themselves it was something that i was like this is crazy like i didn't i didn't know that you could you could do this you know what i'm saying yeah, like yeah chance the rapper was the person when 10 days by this time only 10 days out and acid rap is out and he's got a couple of the mixtapes on soundcloud but it was like every summer after that probably up until you know senior year of high school like that those tapes were on repeat yeah so you know the, the music that you play shapes who you are to a very you know level of i mean the fibers in your body it's like it influences you to the clothes that you wear and how you style yourself like how you speak your mannerisms the type of people you hang around in the lifestyle that you live yeah. so i would say overall chance the rapper was the one who really set it off for me he was a dude definitely he was a dude. definitely definitely and i think you're so right i think music does have a such profound effect on an individual i mean all of us and i, I know i can speak for myself and i know probably someone who's listening to this has a, a favorite artist especially during those developmental years, you know what I'm saying? Right, Middle right. school, high school kind of time period. And, and you know, obviously music ch- taste changes over time. But in those right. developmental years, you know what I'm saying? Um, Chance is a great, a great, great artist to have, you know, to, to, to be, you know, a fan of, right? right. Um, but let's, let's talk about you, Trip. Let's, let's talk about you, Darius. Darius Trip, man. What, what, uh, what have you been working on recently uh, in terms of projects that, you know, you would want people to know about? Um, that you're proud about, man. Okay, so I dropped a tape called Forever and Always at the beginning of this month. And uh, to really rein it in and, and, and to be as uh, transparent and vulnerable as possible, this was kind of my experience uh, in romantic relationships and, and what it meant to, you know, really like love somebody, to, to be in love, to be loved by somebody. But to also, as relationships do, go through those fallouts, you know, go through that heartbreak and how that really shapes you as a person. Definitely. And it was something that, uh, just me being the person that I am, I feel things very deeply. So it hit me in a manner where I had to use music as my outlet to really understand my own feelings, to right. really understand how I was going through it. I started off with poetry way back in elementary school and high school. That's kind of like where I started writing, where I really started to understand that I could really, you know, pin life in a form that was very unique to myself. Right. And um, when this came around, I'm going through all of this stuff in the last four years, last six months of my life, um, I was looking for an outlet. I was like, you know, where's my outlet where I can I can really start to express what I've been going through and what I've been feeling. Yeah. And that's when I fell in music. I fell in love with music again. I, I, I finally, I was like, let me get back to the truest art form that I know how to do to the best of my abilities. And that's kind of how Forever and Always was born. And it was kind of like my statement to be like, this is my thoughts. These are my feelings. This is me being totally vulnerable in the space that, you know, most people don't have the courage to do nowadays. Right. And uh, so that was Forever and Always. And it was something that really brought me back into the music. Now I dropped uh, three singles as of last week. It was a little birthday present for myself. And uh, <laughs> it was really just me telling the world, like, you know what? I'm doing okay these days. You know what I'm saying? I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm having fun with what I'm doing. So those three singles are out. And then uh, my current project that I'm working on, I actually have two that are coming out through the end of the year. Um, Polaroid, November 6th, will be coming out. Is a uh, fall-inspired tape. And it's crazy because I actually slid up on a post of yours. You guys had dropped some fall-inspired uh, 
where and you guys are, you know, just explaining, you know, how, how we can style Edward Joyner official. Yeah. It's like wearing autumn months and stuff like that. And, yeah. Um, I was like crazy. I got this tape coming out. It's, it's very fall inspired. Now me being from Colorado, I love to watch the leaves fall. I love the changing the season. It's a beautiful thing to go up to the mountains and, you know, like really watch all the colors change and the trees and everything and stuff like that. Right. And, uh, also, I'm a Scorpio. I was born this month, and like so, fall hits really hard for me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, how can I, how can I theme a tape around this month? I mean, all the way down to the five senses. You know, the smell of autumn, uh, the colors that we see in autumn. How like how we hear the wind start to really pick up in autumn and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, the coldness that we feel on our fingertips. How do I put that into music so people can feel it? And so, Polaroid is basically just based around. Uh, you know, the autumn months, and obviously I will explain, you know, my life and still what I'm going through, uh, through this tape and stuff like that. But the, uh, I think the main thing with me was, uh, with sound as an artist, I'm somebody who I'm not building the canvases, uh, shout out to T.Y., incredible artist who from the bare makings, I mean, he makes the beats, he writes the lyrics, he does everything himself. I'm not to that point yet. I don't make my beats. Um, but I think I find myself to be very adept at putting, sound together and then painting over it definitely um so i, I really use lo-fi beats uh in this upcoming tape love lo-fi uh, beats love lo-fi yeah. uh just to like capture that i think it's one of those things is i kind of quote it like this this is a tape for you to put on in the background while you read your coffee and you know open your morning devotions open your morning book that you're going to read for a day yeah um obviously i'm going to be talking about real life as always i'm going to be authentic um but i think it's one of those things where it's, it's a quieter type ambient type mix and yeah. uh just one of those things where it's like it's very chill, lo-fi. If you, you if you know what lo-fi is, then you know exactly where I'm coming from. If you don't know if you don't know what lo-fi is, you better pause this podcast and, and <laughs> go look up some lo-fi. Cause man, I love me some lo-fi. Anyways, continue. My bad. My bad. Yeah, you're missing. Yeah, you're missing out if you're not on lo-fi. It's a. Uh, it's definitely sounds different than forever and always does. Um, but I think as an artist, I think we're we're pushed to grow and to tap into different sounds, and I'm I'm still finding my sound. But uh, that is really just a stint to keep the music going and something that I wanted to tap into. Definitely. Now, my baby, um, called Dying Feels Like This, is a very, very introspective album. It's a it's a very, uh, I touch on a lot of soft subjects that I think a lot of people aren't really comfortable talking about. Now, in today's age, mental health is really starting to pick up. We're really starting to acknowledge um what people are really going through and we're really starting to talk about yep. what people are going through Definitely. and dying feels like this is basically a memoir for myself it's also a uh it's also a piece that is like it's written from many different perspectives so i write it from first person perspective where you are here trip talking and it's 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 me rapping and stuff like that but i right, also write right. from third person perspective where I'm using characters, but real life people with putting it into story form, putting it into art form as if you're uh, I apologize. My dog's just ran in my room. <laughs> no um, biggie. <laughs> my dog just ran in my room. Uh, it's one of those things where uh, I really wanted to, to test myself to tell how, how deep can I go? How, uh, how vulnerable can I get? and being authentic to people and hearing my story and stuff like that. Right. So uh, I think uh, for anybody who has read my most recent Instagram post, yep. I gave you a little bit of taste of what I've been through in life and uh, just the uh, the trials and tribulations that I've faced. I mean, we all go through stuff. We're human. I, it's, I think it's normal for everybody to go through something. Everybody's story is a little bit different. Yep. Um, but I've, I've seen some things that are very 
akin to myself that uh, it's hard for me to relate with people on. So dying feels like this is really my opportunity to get into the hardest lessons that I've learned in life. The, the things that I've seen that sometimes you and me talking here with just audible, audible words, it just kind of gets lost in translation. Yeah. And like we were talking about how, how music is influential, how you can really feel it. Yeah. Um, so it's my opportunity to really put this in the art form. And that's my baby. So that'll be coming out on um, December, I think it's December 11th, if I'm not mistaken, that the first, second Friday of uh, first, second Friday, of December. Of December. I think it's going to impact the community um, to, to really trail off on the end of it. We lost uh, three good souls in, in the last year that I, I know personally. Uh, James, uh, Cameron, and, and Megan, two, two suicide. And uh, I wasn't necessarily the closest to all three of these people, but, uh, you know, just between mutuals, seeing them around school, like growing up with these kids, mm. it really hit. It, it, it really hit me in a, in a, in a soft spot to know that, that I've been there. And the fact that I'm still here gives me the opportunity to, even though it's my story, to really put these people on the map and to really give people the space to talk about what's really going on with people in their darkest moments, in their darkest days. I get goosebumps, you know, just... Absolutely. Talking about it and really getting into it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited for that. Well, I'm, I'm really excited for that tape, so... Yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And there's a, it seems like, I mean, that's a lot going on, Darius, and... You know, obviously, mental health is is a topic that I'm I'm happy more and more people are talking about because you hit it right on the head when you said, you know, I I read the Instagram post. I know you've been through some some very um, arduous you know moments in your life, rough patches in your life, you could call them, right? Right. And um, you know, I think I'll, and I say this quite often because I know it's true, and and you said it too. You know, we're all going through something in some capacity, mentally. Right. You know what I mean? Um, and so I'm super excited to see what see what your projects come, you know, how, see them come to fruition. And I think other people who are listening should also be super excited, too. Um, and, and this man is very, you're very passionate. And I think that kind of just that just even when talking to you right now, you're very, very passionate about, you know, your life and your projects. Um, right. let, let's talk about, you know, your process, though, a little bit, Trip. You know, when you when you set out to 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 do these albums or, or to do a song, you know, where it seems like you start within yourself, but can you talk about, you know, the starting point for a song or for an album like this? I know it's very personal to you. You kind of explained it, but can right. you, can you explain it again or just exp- go deeper on it? If you know, if you don't mind. So, so taking it back to when I, when I first started making music, um, you know, at the very, the very bare minimum, it was, uh, what sounds do I like? You know, what do I want to talk about? Um, you know, started making music at a very early age. I would probably say sophomore year was like when I really started rapping, um, taking the poetry into music form and like really starting to write lyrics and really starting to what we call rap, sing, whatever, whatever it is. Um, and at first it was, it was in its earliest stages. It was in its most innocent form where I was just kind of talking about things that I knew. Um, and then as I really started to dive into music and I got more invested in, in listening to music and stuff like that, one of the things I fell in love with is concept albums. I think somebody, people who do this very well, J. Cole, uh, Kendrick Lamar, I mean, hell, uh, Chance made a whole tape about what his experience was like using acid and, and how that affected him and what that did to him. But then also you see his growth. I mean, I know many people aren't fans of uh, The Big Day, but I mean, even just to take it to uh, Chance 3 and how he went from all of that and all of the stuff that he went through to finding God again. 
and you can see the growth. You can see the the how these people came up and how these tapes are themed and how it really like shows a different stage in their life. And so once I really got invested and I started knowing myself better, it was like, now how do I put these concepts into anywhere from five to fifteen songs? Like how do I how do I theme these tapes out so it stays the same? Yeah. The message stays the same. Um and so now coming up with how do you how do you how do you make these how do you make these songs and stuff like that? It always starts with the beat. Right. It always starts with the music. Um I like I, I would thumb through YouTube beats for hours on end. I mean yeah. any given day I'll sit down for two hours and thumb through three hundred, four hundred different beats just to find the specific sound that I'm looking for and, and what kind of caters to my sound and, and how I come over music and stuff like that. So I start with the beat, uh find beats that I like. And then I just start to play with them. It's like, okay, let's say I want to make a 10-song tape. I'm going to sit there for a couple hours, and I'm just going to put this beat after this beat or put this beat before this beat. How do I want the intro to sound? How do I want the outro? How do I want the interlude to sound? And I'll just play with the beats. And once I kind of have that settled, it's like, okay, now the canvas is ready. I built the canvas. Now let the artist paint it. And so this is when I start to – I begin to write. Now I'll come in with an idea of what I want to do. So with Dying Fields like this, it started with – of how do I really start to tap into not just my own mental health, but what other people are going through? And how do I create this headspace in a form of music? How do I, as Kanye just put it in his podcast with Joe Rogan the other night, how do I sonically paint something so that it is literally, it's it's writing, but in music form. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, exactly. Um, so I, I begin with these ideas and it's like, okay, with Dying feels like this to, to talk about specifically, is like, how do I paint a picture of mental health from my own perspective, but also drawing in influence that I find from, you know, my friends, my family, and other people who go through stuff like this. Mm-hmm. And that's where it starts. It's like, okay, now I have the idea. Now I have the theme. So let's start to build the songs around this thing. Definitely. Um, when it comes to the recording process, uh, well, actually, let's start before. When it comes to the writing process, recently, I used to just write. I used to just write, and then, you know, I'd practice it out, and then i get in the booth, and i record my stuff. Um, but as I've gotten better doing music, one of the things I like to do is I'll just set up my phone, I'll click record and I'll play the beat and I'll just freestyle over wow. the beat. I'll freestyle over all everything that I got coming out uh, in 2021. I got a lot of different stuff coming out, but uh, it's later in the year and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Out of the six little projects that I was just working on and playing around with. So let's talk, let's go like 50, 60 songs. The other, I would say two or three weeks ago couldn't sleep i got up i had some hooks in my head and i freestyled over 60 different beats wow just freestyled over 60 different beats now mind you when i say freestyle this is half of it might be mumbling half of it might be actual words but this is where i find my flows i find my cadences i find my pockets that i want to get into i find the different melodies that i want to hit here and there and stuff like that and that's where i really start to find it's starting to click for me now now i'm starting to hear exactly how i want to come on this beat and how how i want to how i want to uh you know, really like paint this picture for people to see. And then once I've recorded and I've like got all these different flows and cadences, I'll sit down and I'll start to type out words like, okay, I kind of heard what I said here, but let me like, let me write it out so I can see what that looks like. Right. And then once that's over, that's kind of like the writing process. Okay. Now I've, I've got my flows, my cadences, I put in my words and stuff like that. Then it's time to get in the booth. Now, one of the things that I really pride myself in is my melodies and, and how I can, make different sounds. I was talking to T.Y. about this not too long ago that uh, I figured out this thing on how to make counter melodies. So I can put a high melody, a low me- melody, and a middle melody 
But between those three, they create a whole different sound. Yeah. A melody that I cannot make with my regular voice. I have to input these three voices in order to make this melody. And so let's say I put a, a counter melody underneath these three other melodies that I've done. Now I've created, not only do I have these those three melodies that I first started with and right. then the fourth melody that that created, now I put one more melody in to have another counter melody and I go from five to six. Wow. Yeah. So this, this is really like something that I've understood how my sound works now and how I like my sound to sound. And that's something that's really started to set me apart from when I listen to other people's music because it's like I'm finding my, uh, what do they call it? They call it um, music theory and just how, how music is built and how it works and stuff like that and the many different avenues that you can take in order to create certain sounds that you can't do with one instrument. Definitely. And now for me as an artist, my voice is my instrument. So it's like how far can I take it? How, how, how wide can I go and stuff like that? So that's, that's kind of how the recording process goes. And then when it comes to mixing and, and, and really making these songs, I'm really starting to find my sound. I think the hardest part about music uh, for many people in their earliest stages is, is mixing and mastering, the, the production aspect of music. I'm still, and I, you can hear it, I'm still, I'm still very early in learning how to mix, learning how to master, but I think right. I take pride in my work because it's like the more that I do it, the better that I understand it. And a year from now, I'm not going to be where I am right now. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And to have the ability to, to, to have the knowledge of how to do it myself, I have every input and every creative control over my own artwork. And that's kind of how that goes. So that's kind of how I make music in my nutshell and how everything comes together for me. So Man, that's super, super, super dope, Darius. Um, I mean, bravo to you, man. I mean, I remember, I remember when you were a freshman at, at Grandview. Oh, yeah. I, I didn't know much about you. I just remember seeing you around, man. I, I mean, but knowing your story now and seeing the growth and, and knowing that, you know, you have this drive to continue to grow is, it's phenomenal. Um, I would have to say, I, I mentioned my favorite song, my favorite song of the last three singles you just dropped, which was like the triple threat. Kind okay. of thing you dropped was was I told you it was next move, next move part two part two yeah exactly next, exactly next move, part two I was listening to that with uh with my girl and, and it was just we just loved it I mean it was a great song it was a great I great song you, I really do appreciate it really I, do really do absolutely absolutely bro well you know I, I I want to you know help you get this message out there man but where can people find you on social media where can people find you on the various streaming platforms um, uh so all, all all main uh if we're talking strictly uh uh musical platforms as of right now i've uh i kind of made the the promise to myself that i wanted to now understand that soundcloud is a it's a it's a dying app to a certain degree um as the music industry is changing um, as it's becoming more accessible to to own your own masters and your own uh, intellectual property and IQ and everything, yep. people are no longer signing record deals at the extent that they were before. Um, United Masters is one of those things where it's allowing artists to really um, really take control of their voice and take control of, of of their music and for for a very like fraction of the price, you know, put music out on all platforms. Um, as I mentioned, because I don't make beats, I have to purchase these beats and I have to make sure that I own uh, certain like copyright standards and stuff like that. Right. Just so, you know, you're not getting flagged for copyright, which actually happened with uh, Next Move. When I dropped it as a single, it got flagged for copyright, oh, wow. which is crazy because it was on SoundCloud. And I mean, I, stuff doesn't really get copyrighted on SoundCloud. Right, that's, right. that's a whole nother story to talk about. Um, so uh, you can find me on Apple Music, uh, Spotify, 
I mean, you can find me on Pandora, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, all under Darius Trip. For the most part, the, the main part of my catalog right now is under SoundCloud, though. And I kind of made the promise with myself is SoundCloud was one of those things that brought up your favorite artists. Uh, we talk about XX Extension, we talk about Chance the Rapper, and all these favorite artists that are up. Juice World, yep. to say the least. Uh, all these people started on SoundCloud. And I'm watching it kind of, you know, fiddle away and, and die away. And it was like, let me be one of those people that the people that are listening in right now know my music. I want to be the reason that y'all have to open SoundCloud again. Because I'm going to tell you, one of my favorite things is when I've been on Apple for the last week or so and I've been playing all my playlists through and I kind of get tired. I'm like, I need to listen to something new. If I don't go to YouTube and put on a lo-fi mix or something, yeah, let me open up SoundCloud. And it's like, I go back to all the songs that I grew up off of. And it's like a time capsule in a way. It's like I'm going back to SoundCloud and all my favorite songs that I forget about are on here. So to take people back to SoundCloud just to get them to open the app again, it's like, I, I already know what's happening. I got enough people telling me it's like, just to have to go to SoundCloud to listen to your music, it, it takes me back to listen to other songs that I totally forgot about. No. So through the end of the year, for the most part, everything that I'm dropping will be uh, strictly on SoundCloud. But come the new year, I'm going to put everything else on streaming flat platforms, all streaming platforms, so they can go ahead and it'll be more accessible for, for people who don't have the SoundCloud app or they don't you know necessarily uh, tangle with the SoundCloud app all, this, all the time and stuff like that. But Definitely. you can find me across the board on all streaming platforms at Darius Trip, Twitter, uh ig uh also under darius trip um and you can find me on tumblr pinterest you know i'm a creative artsy dude so you can really find me anywhere disco all under darius trip it will be my handle definitely 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 darius and what we'll do is we'll make sure to have the the most relevant links that you want i'll reach out to you and put those in the description um okay. darius also has a, an article coming out but by the time this podcast comes out um, the article will be up, so we'll also link to that article, man. But Darius, it was a pleasure having you as a guest, brother. Um, Thank you so and, much and, for the opportunity. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll have to have you again. Uh, you know, when twenty twenty one happens and, and you got more more music <laughs> under your of course, belt, man. Of course. So. Yeah. Once again, thank you for the opportunity, man. It's it's, it's crazy to uh, to be talking to somebody that uh, I you know knew back in high school, and, and, yeah. and to watch these everybody kind of coming up and doing their own thing, and then to be able to connect and uh. You know, really just share 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 headspace with somebody on, on something like this on this type of platform. So thank you again for the opportunity. Absolutely, man. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Beyond the Garment podcast. We hope you gained some value from it. Wherever you are in the world, have a wonderful rest of your day. And we'll see you next time.